Okay, we are back with a very cranberry Christmas episode. My name is Hamilton. And I'm Stephanie. And we are It's Technically Romance, where we take a look at the Hallmark films from a technical standpoint. As well as the romantic side. And we are taking a look at the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries film, Cranberry Christmas. Yes, this is our second Miracles of Christmas movie that we do. Yes, and and this one, true to nature for the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, made me very sad. (laughs) I was filled with, with, with many tearful moments. Tears of joy, tears of sadness. Lots of tears. Yes, I I did a lot of crying throughout this film. For pretty yeah, from the beginning throughout. I if I wasn't like actual tears falling down my face, I felt heartache, heartbreak. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd be curious to see. I mean, I, I'm assuming that the regular Hallmark Christmas countdown is the most popular one. You know, it'd be interesting to see what the breakdown is for viewers who enjoys the movies and mysteries and who enjoys the regular Hallmark Channel's Christmas Countdown ones. Yeah, not all of the movies and mystery ones are tearjerkers, right. but they do have more of that heart, more of the the chance of making you cry. Yeah, and I don't want to cry on Christmas. <laughs> I don't want to cry on Christmas. So this one, this one was. Well, this uh, one makes you cry, but I mean. It has a happy ending, so... I know, but it's a long way until that happy ending. <laughs> it's a long way. Uh, but we'll, we'll get into all of that. But uh, Cranberry Christmas stars some Hallmark veterans. Yes, it does. We have Nikki Deloche once again. Uh, we love her as, if you've been listening, uh, we've you know gushed about her in Sweet Autumn. And the lead male in this film was is Benjamin Ayers. Is Benjamin Ayers? Benjamin Ayers? Well, I, I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds close. Benjamin, we're sorry if, if we got it wrong, but it looks it looks about right. Uh, but Benjamin was in a movie last year with, um, what's her name from it? It's Ken Harley. I can't, what is her name? Oh, much. Rachel Lee Cook, uh, yep. Blue Ridge Mountain Christmas. Yeah, and that wasn't, wasn't our favorite one last year. So I went into this with a little trepidation for Benjamin. But I'm happy to say that I think he did an amazing job in this one. Yes, he. I I really enjoyed him in this film. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if maybe it was the more serious nature of this film, but he did an excellent job, and yeah, I was just happy with his performance overall, as he, well as well as Nikki's. I mean, you know, she's obviously you know a veteran of these movies, and she can play the the cute role and the more serious roles, and you know, this was. She's very good with the drama. Yeah, she is. As we've said, she had me crying from her first scene. Well, not the first scene. Was she smelling the cranberries? No. Do cranberries <laughs> I smell? I was just crying <laughs> because I actually hate cranberries. Um, and I knew this whole movie was going to be about cranberries. So that's that's really why I was crying throughout the whole <laughs> film. All the cranberries. Because I hate cranberries. But No, but she, she did an amazing job. And it was just it's very interesting coming off of Sweet Autumn, you know, a few weeks ago, which was very cute and fun. And then just seeing her in this, just great range on her. Yes, absolutely. Her character, they're the Powells, mm-hmm. Dawn and Gabe. And, well, let's get into the, the plot summary. Sure. Yeah, I guess I should give that a rundown. Yeah, before we start talking about it, let's go to the plot. So Dawn and Gabe are a married couple currently separated trying to run a business together. 
they have an opportunity to have their Cranberry Lane Festival televised with the catch being that they have to show their at-home traditions and how they prepare for the perfect Christmas together. They have to work together and pretend they are the perfect married couple, but start to work through their issues, rekindle their romance, and realize they can have their dreams and each other. That's great. You're very good at those. I, I could not. <laughs> that's why you do those, because my, my plot summaries would be, would be awful. I would just mention cranberries way too much in mine, so that was really good. Yeah, I only mentioned cranberry once in there. But. That was really good. But no, I think that, I think that covers it pretty well. I can't remember seeing a Hallmark movie, and correct me if I'm wrong, Stephanie, or, or our listeners, where you have a, a sort of a separated couple kind of rekindling their relationship. We've, we've had past boyfriends, but I can't remember a separate, like we were married, we're married and then we separated kind of deal. Right. I, not from what I can remember, yeah. maybe there has been, but as of recent, no. So I really thought that was an interesting plot, mm-hmm. a little Hallmark twist, if mm-hmm. you will, to, to have that be the premise. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that was a very... Um, unique way to tell this story and i think it kind of goes to a unique way to tell the story and i also think it shows sort of the complications that a marriage will have i mean uh, the grandmother figure in this film is constantly telling you know kind of butting her nose and honestly to the characters and telling them oh no marriage is difficult you know there's a whole bunch of lines she she spews at them throughout the film about how hard marriage is Mm -hmm. and so that sort of take on this where you see a couple not at the beginning you know there there's no no sort of meet cute here you see them right in the middle dealing with their issues made it made it more realistic and made it a lot more engaging to me while i was crying yeah i was like this is the hallmark after that kiss that after the kiss end of the movie Mm. this is what happens after this is the real life the real deal it's not all rainbows and sunshine, you know, a lot of the Hallmark movies are very happy, you know, they're going to end up together in the end. And yes, this couple did get married, they are together, but it does show their hardships and what a couple, and not just a married couple, but any couple could possibly go through when it comes to work and following your dreams and that sometimes that could put a toll on your relationship. Yeah, no, it was, it was a very realistic movie. Uh, I, I think that's a really, uh, I think that's a very interesting way to look at it where it's after the kiss. Yeah. You know, this movie is almost almost like a sequel in a way to every other Hallmark film and what could possibly happen. And so, yeah, that's, that's very good. Even their, their love story that they talk about where how they met, you mm-hmm. know, and the, the cranberry with the twig ring like that, that seems like a another hallmark movie that we haven't seen so that's a great point i didn't even really think about that but. yeah thank you despite the fact that you know we this couple is separated there are a lot of you know cute romantic moments that they share a lot of feelings non-stop in this movie <laughs> what were some of your favorite sort of romantic moments between our two characters well they weren't all between the two lead characters. I had a lot of feels from a lot of the other characters as well. A lot of the supporting cast I thought was great. Uh, We know her sister from a few Hallmark films. She's actually one of my favorite. I do enjoy seeing her in the Hallmark movies. She was in Christmas in Homestead. And my personal fave of the last few years 
Miss Christmas, um, which is actually the same writer uh, for this film, which I saw, so made total sense that (laughs) it was a tearjerker. Um, And that's Erin Boyes. That's how you say it. She plays her sister in this movie, and I thought she was great. I loved their relationship. And when I say I started crying from the beginning, it was when... Dawn, Nikki Delosha's character, comes home and she starts having this heart-to-heart with her sister about kind of, you know, what she's been feeling and going through, being separated from her husband. And it just, like, got me right there. Like, you can feel, you know, the, the heartbreak just from that conversation right at the beginning. And I, I really liked the relationship of the sisters. It was very believable and... I liked seeing them be there for each other. Yeah, no, I think you know we, we keep harping on the friend relationship. We keep harping on the sister relationship in these movies because that's that's very difficult to do where you have to pretend like you've known each other for years and you're best of friends on screen in a short amount of time. And a lot of times it comes off as fake. It comes off as sort of forced. But I think the sister did a great job you know, with Dawn. I forget the sister's name. I didn't catch do we, it. Do I we didn't, know the sister's I name? I didn't catch the sister's name. I was hoping okay. you had that. No, nope, I don't have the sister's thanks name. Thanks for bringing that up. Yep. I just was going to call her the sister. Uh, but it, I think she did a great job uh, with uh, Dawn's character, or with Nikki Deloche's character, and having those moments. When you first see them at the door, uh, that interaction, when she first comes inside, the conversation where they're kind of talking over each other, they're very excited to see each other, felt very genuine and realistic to me. So that, that was great. Mm-hmm. throughout the whole film and then you know that sort of side plot with the sister and the grandmother moving in yeah they didn't really explain that too much other than we got that the sister was lonely and mm-hmm. she kind of wanted a motherly figure to be there for her uh, which I I felt that totally you know would have understood that having lost your parents and but yeah we didn't really get to find out i don't think of what happened with her daughter's father i'm not sure what that whole plot line was but no we don't we don't get to know that and it's just you know the sister has a line where she where her and um and don are talking and and don says you know well how far did you get this time for the date because she canceled a date and she's like oh well i put on the dress this time before i canceled and it was was just really sad and you know if you're going to have this sort of you know, side plot, I want to know a little bit more. If you're going to have this, you know, very sad sister and a grandmother trying to move in, give me a little bit more detail on that. Yeah, I would have liked maybe to see the sister actually go on a date Mm -hmm. at some point in the movie. Maybe just, like, towards the end, like, wrap it up. Like, oh, we see that she does actually go on a date and we're hopeful for her. But I guess that wasn't really the point of the movie, so... But good job that we cared enough to want to see that, or at least I did. And let's talk about the grandma. I, she's been one of my favorite grandmas that I've seen in a Hallmark movie. She was so much fun to watch. You know, she's not your stereotypical grandma. She's on Instagram. Oh, yeah. She's independent. She's got her own booth at the festival. You know, she she doesn't really know that she wants to move in with her granddaughter because she likes her space. And I just I just thought she was a great character. I did not like her. The grandma? Yeah, I didn't like the grandma. No. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, I just felt like that character was just a little too forced. You know, the whole Instagram thing where she's like, well, I'm going to take a photo of this food for Instagram. No, you're not, Grandma. You don't know how to use Instagram. There are totally grandmas in 2020 that are on Instagram taking photos of things. I promise you. Okay. Well, maybe I'm being a little ageist, but I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't follow any grandmothers. If there are any grandmothers out there on Instagram, hit me up in the DMs. Let me check out your, <laughs> let me check out your page. I would love to see it. I'm just thinking about sort of my relationship with, uh, with my parents you know, and I can barely get them to, to turn on their phone sometimes. So, But they are on Instagram and Facebook. So you know, they're, they're not posting like food photos to their stores. No, but this grandma, obviously, she, <laughs> she is more step. progressed. Yes, I totally believed it. And I loved her. So, I just she I was laughing like every time she was on screen. I just thought she was great. So she felt she felt a little forced to me and just her butting into her granddaughter's relationship with her husband you know, I think that there is concern from family members about what happens, obviously, with their relationship. But if you look at his parents and how they kind of stood on the outside, offered advice when it was needed, that... Well, his parents butted in also. A little bit. I mean, but they didn't really come in and be like, hey, here's what you should do. Whereas the grandmother went to see Gabe, you know, so Don's grandmother went to see Gabe. Well, that was for a reason. And we'll get to that. That's like yeah. the end of the movie. But, but she I, had just, to... She, that felt very... I don't know. I just she felt like she was sticking her nose into the the business of. That's what grandmothers do. <laughs> I believed it. It was realistic to me. All right, all right. Well, but... I'm, I'm glad you you liked the grandma character, uh, but no, she was not. She was not my favorite. My favorite character. Well, uh, Jennifer Higgin was her name. I got her looked up. That's how much I loved her, <laughs> the grandma in the movie. Um, I don't think I've seen her before in a Hallmark movie. Mm-mm, I couldn't. I couldn't think of one. And um, yeah. Shout out to grandma. So <laughs> so back to the romance. I So that was just my first initial feelings that I had because that was one of the first scenes in the movie. And then, but when I knew this movie was going to get me was when she actually goes back to their house, her and her separated husband's mm-hmm. home, and they run into each other there that scene, I was like, oh man, this movie is going to hurt because <laughs> their interaction was, it was so, it was so well done because I felt the awkwardness and the, you know, it was like they were happy to see each other, but surprised and awkward and didn't really know what to say. And it was heartbreaking, like at the same time that I was just like, wow, this is re- very realistic. So that was like the first scene where I felt their feelings for each other and it wasn't a very long scene, but it was so great just that he says something or she says something. She notices that there's no mistletoe in the house so that you already get a feel for, okay, when they decorate, there's normally mistletoe. And then he makes the comment, well, you're usually the one that does that. And I just was like, oh my <laughs> gosh, because it just is such a couple, you know, where you have things, certain things that you do and I, certain things mm-hmm. that I do. And just that little bit of thinking of like, oh gosh, you know, to be separated from someone that you know so well, that scene, yeah, I was already feeling it. Yeah, that scene was incredibly powerful. That was incredibly well done. You know, not just from the actor's standpoint, from the way it was lit, the way it was shot, just, just, Incredible. I, I think, you know, Hallmark actors, some of them get a lot of flack for being, you know, like B actors, that they can't act in real roles 
watch this scene right here and, and tell me that. Like both of them just did an amazing job. I mean, how do you, you act like that where you're entering a scene and you're supposed to be, A, you, you still love you know, your partner, but you really shouldn't love your partner because you're mad at them. At the same time, do you want them back to you? Not all these conflicting emotions boiling inside. You have to act that without, it was essentially not saying anything really. It was it was an incredible scene. It was really mm-hmm. really well done, and I saw that. I'm like, oh man, this is gonna be intense. This is gonna be an intense movie. Um, but I mean, even you know, I mentioned from the technical side that the lighting throughout the film was really really well done. Um, it was lit very softly a lot of times. They did a lot of natural light uh, coming in from the windows. They paired that well with the lights on the actors. From a color grade standpoint, it was low saturation, a little bit more blues in there, having the sort of indoor lamps kind of add just a touch of yellow. Uh, so overall, just sort of a moody, a moody set at times. Uh, towards the end, they kind of open up the windows and let that natural light breathe as the characters kind of fall and love with each other again. But in the very beginning, that scene especially was intentionally, intentionally lit low and intentionally lit very desaturated so that you really feel that sort of anguish that these two characters are feeling. Yeah, and even I noticed the lighting in this film because I'm trying to be a little bit more observant (laughs) so I can get on your technical level. But I definitely thought the lighting was great. It was very... Well, you mentioned the blues. I thought it felt very warm. The Everything... Like, I was noticing in certain uh, points of the movie where it was maybe nighttime or they were darker mm. they were still lit very well like they found really great ways to light their faces but it did seem natural and um are you impressed i'm a little, <laughs> a little impressed i'm a little impressed and i just thought the whole film was beautiful all of the decorations the the homes that they lived in were just gorgeous I think there were there was real snow to be seen, which was very exciting. Just that like opening scene where it's just like land of snow. Mm. Uh, that was very exciting and beautiful. Well, there was there was a lot of great B roll in this film. A lot of times, and well, I'll say a lot of times, oftentimes in these films, they're using poor B roll. It's almost like a, a secondary act to them, basically. But you can tell that the B-roll used in this film was intentional. Uh, it was well shot. Sometimes they will slow down the B-roll in post, so it almost jitters a little bit because they're trying to get a little bit more bang for their buck out of it. None of that here. Just gorgeous uh, establishing shots, gorgeous drone shots that really made you feel like you were in the snow. I didn't even notice how fake the snow looked in this film because they set up the establishing shots so perfectly with real snow like it just brought me into the scene it brought me into the mood but that it seemed like real snow right would you say it was real snow where where on the set yeah no i don't think so i don't think it was real snow on set. well they show boots walking and it looks like real snow mm-hmm. you don't think that was real i don't think so Oh man! Well, then they did a great job because that was like that is real. Snow. Well, it's the establishing shot, but think about it. most of, most sets were were indoors. There was a few times they were outdoors. Well, the opening scene with all of the it's like a huge wide shot of like mm-hmm. the house and it's full of snow. Snow yeah. is covering everything. That's real. Yeah, no, that's that's a real shot. Okay, but they didn't shoot that on location at that point in time. How do you know? Because it wasn't snowing. 
when the actors were there. So that was a different location. So the scene where it starts snowing and they're on the bench, that's not real snow? I don't think so. But I, I mean, that tells you how good of a job they did because their establishing shots were so well done. Because you weren't even thinking about that's fake snow. You're already being like, oh, we're in this place yeah, right now. Yeah, I was there. I was at Cranberry Lane and it was snowing <laughs> and it was real. Um, so yeah, just great, great B-roll. Um, and, I, and a lot of that comes down to good editing too because you know they blend that establishing shot with the characters on a different location and it feels natural. It feels that you know it feels like an easy progression for your for your mind. You know, and I, th- I think those establishing shots kind of lend themselves to you know the interior sets that they do. Great job from set design. The festival looked awesome. I felt cozy every time I was there. The town. It, it's funny because we never see the town. We don't. But I was okay with that. Well, honestly, even just the festival, I was kind of confused that. Was the festival just in the barn or did it expand out and we just never saw it? Because they only ever showed in Uh, the barn and there were some like booths and the hot chocolate stand. Cold chocolate. Frozen hot chocolate. It can't be hot if it's frozen. It was called frozen hot chocolate. I've had frozen hot chocolate at Serendipity (laughs) um, in New York. But it's I guess it's they make the hot chocolate and then they freeze it, blend it. (laughs) It's like a frappuccino because you. Hot well, it sounded scene. good. I mean, I saw that with all the whipped cream on. It looked delicious. That was one of my favorite scenes. Was when he surprises her because she thinks they can't get the frozen hot chocolate lady there, mm-hmm. and you know she's just like, well, we might as well just shut down the whole festival because that's her favorite part of it. Which that would be my favorite part too. <laughs> and then he surprises her and gets the lady and she is so genuinely excited. And I was like, I mean, I get that excited about chocolate also. So I just thought that scene was adorable at how excited she got about it. And then seeing him see her be that excited was very sweet too. Yeah, no, that was that was a great scene. Just it made me so sad though, because I think it's it's isn't it right after that that they go back to their place and decorate the tree? Is that how, or was it before that? Because when she stays over, when like the it was after because the, yeah, when the niece is like, oh, sleepover, we can have our sleepover, and she has to stay in her old home with her kind of husband, and he comes down to check on her. <laughs> He's not kind of her husband; he is her husband. Yeah, well, they're separated, so it's a little it's a little muddy. It's a little muddy. They're figuring things out, and yes, it was hard but at the same time I was hopeful like I was you know feeling I'm sure there were some stirrings between them like oh we're sleeping under the same roof and you know he I think he does he offer her the the bedroom I think so maybe at one point in the movie he does I don't know if it was that night but seeing them back together and then that's when she gives him the mistletoe so she made one to give to him to put Mm. in the house and I just was like oh my heart I was just I mean I know that made you very happy well it made me it it was bittersweet because I was happy yeah that's a great way to talk talk about this film it's bittersweet Mm -hmm. it's a bittersweet chocolate um (laughs) bittersweet hot chocolate bittersweet frozen hot chocolate uh because it was just every scene was just so well done pretty much I don't I don't think I have any really any real issues with this film in terms of pacing, in terms of plot. There's no red flags for me. Uh, from the lighting, from the set, from the acting, just 
I was just so sad. I mean, that's... <laughs> it was because I'm the type of person that like puts myself yeah. in that position. So the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like comparing it to our relationship yeah. and what would happen if this happened to us. And, and even though there was a lot of sadness thinking about, oh man, you know, they're not together really. I, I liked that they sprinkled in the little bit of joy from from them being filmed by the TV show, they have to pretend that everything's okay, and they're kind of asking them to reminisce about you know the beginning of their uh, relationship, and so that kind of helped add in the sweetness when they're talking about when they first got engaged, which was really cute. The story about mm-hmm. the ring, how he he didn't have an actual ring, and he ties a little twig and cranberry on her finger which was really cute that was it was super cute but then it made me super sad because they weren't together it's like oh my god well, you, guys have, you guys have the best relationship why aren't you together they're sprinkling it i know for, i'm watching the movie and i'm like why are they separated yeah. they just seem to really love each other they both have this passion for cranberries mm-hmm. and for some you reason. know what is the what's the problem which we find out a little bit more as they start to actually discuss and talk about their issues, mm-hmm. which again, commend Hallmark for that they're showing real life issues in their movies, right. that this is something that actually takes place and that couples do have to go through. You mentioned the scriptwriter Joey Botkin, who had done Miss Christmas, yeah, which, which... is that's another great one, but you know... Uh, very, very similar in terms of just a tearjerker, sad, but a brilliant film. But warms your heart. It does warm like your heart. No warm other heart. film maybe has. That is one of my top ones. If you want to watch a Hallmark movie that's going to maybe make, well, it will make you cry <laughs> if you have a heart, um, but also fill you with Christmas cheer and joy and just warms you right up, Miss Christmas is fantastic. Yeah. But so is this one. And she's a great writer. And I should have known because I thought the writing was great. And it, Oh, yeah. No, it was, it's a great writing. And, you know, I, I think they are able to create these conversations that real adults would have. There was one scene in particular where they're just kind of hashing out things. And they even said, you know, it almost seemed like a, a psychology course where, you know, Gable's like, well, I feel this. And she was like, well, I feel this. Like, it was just so well done and it's not at all how i would imagine two people that are going through this to talk but they they really just sit down and hash it out and i thought it was just a really intelligent movie i think is the way i would describe this film an mm-hmm. intelligent tearjerker movie that is just very well done now the thing that you know you kind of mentioned you know miss christmas and christmas joy and feels and i don't know if i had sort of that that christmas joy from watching this film mm-hmm. um and it's not to say that there wasn't decorations they did a great job with decorating the house especially uh decorating the christmas festival there was a lot of that but in terms of me feeling like christmas i was just so focused on their relationship and what they were going through that i wasn't able to really you know kind of put myself in the christmas mood i can understand that um it was a struggle because again i am very sensitive so yeah I, we were feeling the relationship because it was done so well. Mm. So bravo. But I still did get some of the Christmas joy in little spots, like her getting so excited about the hot chocolate. And 
I love one of my favorite scenes, or it probably is my favorite scene in the movie as far as romantic feels is when she goes outside. Um, he's by the fire. He has a he's by the fire, and I think he's getting ready to roast some marshmallows or something. He's got blankets, you know, snows all around them, and she goes out to sit next to him. And they have more of the discussions of, you know, what's going on with their relationship. And he says this uh, line to her saying that you're the real dream. Not, you know, he has this dream of expanding the farm and everything. But he's just like, you're the real dream. Having her. And then they have a kiss. Mm -hmm. And it starts snowing. (laughs) And it's so perfect. And I, you know, have tears streaming down my cheeks. It was just one of the sweetest, most romantic moments, I think, in a Hallmark film. You know, that was that was a great scene. And, I mean, the kiss was just wonderful. And that, that whole thing was great. The conversation was great. I, you're going to kill me because I actually did not like that line, you're, you're my dream. Oh, no. It felt, it felt a little, like, insincere, like a little cheesy, almost. Where they're having this very serious conversation, and for some reason it didn't land for me. That's well, because she's saying she wants him to follow I his know. dreams, and he says, "But you're my <laughs> dream." That it, I it did not did not resonate with me. That was the one. That was the one. I think point in in terms of the script where I was like that that character saying that line did not did not land. Okay, but you had to have loved the sort of reproposal at oh, the yeah. end. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Oh, that was great. That was, okay. That was but that line does come back around because she ends up telling him that he's her dream. So that was a <laughs> recurring line in the movie because it's all about them following their dreams, mm-hmm. but they are each other's dreams and they can pursue their dreams with each other because it's all the dream. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. It was just, that was the only part in that scene that didn't work for me. The entire, everything else was just wonderful. It was cozy. Uh, the kiss was incredible. I mean, uh, that, that's probably towards the top for me right now. That was, uh, that was a top yeah. contender. A realistic kiss between two people that are, you know, sort of married. Well, they are really married. They right. they are married. Right. They've just been spending some time apart. Okay. But I love that kiss because I had been waiting for something the entire movie. Uh, I thought maybe we were going to get it a few different other times because I'm like, guys, you're married. You know, you can kiss each other. I know things are confusing, <laughs> but something like... They do get, have a hug earlier in the movie, yeah. I think, which was which was nice to see. But I think we are forgetting one of the biggest characters in the whole movie, which I didn't realize she was going to become such a huge part of the film. That's so funny. I wanted to talk about and her, too. <laughs> of my heart. I'm glad you brought her up. Go ahead. Go ahead. Was the TV host, yep, Pamela. Pamela Franks. You know, we've seen these characters before in the Hallmark movies, maybe like a TV show host or what have you. And they don't really have such an impact, I don't think, that this one has had in this film. So we do want to shout out Marcy Teahouse plays Pamela Franks. And she, you know, she's a little, well, she's a lot intrusive. You, you but, th- she did, but she pulls it off well. She pulls it off well where the character is, 
yes, hype, where she just shows up. She's like, <laughs> I tried calling. So I was like, oh, well, they explained that. Like, that's what I'm saying. That's why the script is so smart because this character who is, like you said, very intrusive at the same time they cover their tracks. It's like, well, I tried calling you or can I stay? And she's like, no, 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 this is wrong of me. Like she keeps backpedaling. She's so good at that. She is so good. And then it's like, she was ready to be like, can I wake up Christmas morning with you guys and help open your presents? Like, and I think they would have let her yeah. because you know who she was, she was so good. And like I said, I didn't know she was going to become such like seeing the relationship between her and Dawn grow throughout the film. Like mm. they become like best friends by the end yeah. of it. And some of the conversations that they have are just so deep and real. And I was just like, Oh my God, Hallmark, this is amazing. Yeah. So I loved her character. I loved seeing that arc like of, and then having her sort of side plot, Oh yeah. which I would have loved to see maybe her, like just a little clip of her showing up with her family. Oh my God. I'm, I'm tearing up I right know. now thinking about it. <laughs> you know, she talks about having not seen her family in so long that she always buys in presents, but can't actually deliver them in person. And then she basically loses the love of her life because of her job. And I was just like, Oh my God, Pamela. There was a lot. I just felt her. so sad for her. Um, so I'm happy that she calls her Donald in the end. But again, maybe Hallmark, maybe we need to see that story. See, have like a sequel. I want to see Pamela Franks and Donald. Ooh. See, maybe the maybe the story of before, you know, when and then I don't know how that. Yeah, would I would love that. I, see the sequel. That'd yeah, that'd be great. That'd be really great. Yeah, no, I, I would definitely. But so yeah, I like that they wrapped up her story, but I would have maybe liked to see just like a cut two of like maybe a little montage of, you know, the sister going on a date, Pamela seeing Donald <laughs> or, her, you know, with her family for Christmas. That would have been a well, nice I, little... I think I think that speaks to, again, to speaks to the writing because we're able to connect with these, you know, these additional characters right away to the point where like what happens like we we need to know we're invested in, in what happens with them and so yeah pamela was just just wonderful she yeah. was great she i didn't know when I, we meet her at the beginning of the movie i didn't know she was gonna break my heart <laughs> <laughs> she yeah she snuck up on us she was great mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, i think you bring up a good point how she basically becomes like dawn's best friend at the end there and that relationship that that relationship felt very natural, the natural progression of it. While she was intrusive, she wasn't, you know, overbearing or anything. The one thing I will say is that, you know, she wakes up in the morning and Dawn has made this delicious cappuccino for her where she has like a, a mold of a Christmas tree and she's like sprinkling cinnamon on top. And then um, Pamela comes down, she takes a sip and she's like, oh, is this cranberry syrup like what is this delicious and she's like let me show you where it's at and then pamela sets down the cappuccino on the table and doesn't take it out with her so she lets her cappuccino get cold while don shows her shows her where the cranberries are oh pamela i know take the cappuccino with you if you love it that much take it with you that is one of my biggest pet peeves in any movie not just hallmark Mm -hmm. just any movie in general where there is food oh my god that is not eaten yeah especially a dessert of some sort Right. And it's just not eaten. Well, you know it's why forgotten that is, right? about or left. Why? Because the reason why that is is because there's so many takes with them eating it that they would have to make so much of that food, right? So otherwise, it's going to look weird where someone has like a half-eaten thing and they haven't even begun to eat. 
So you, you have to be very careful with food. So whenever you see someone eating food on set or on a scene, you can guarantee they've eaten like 30 things of that food. That's yeah. why you have to be careful with it. Yeah, I have heard that, but it still makes me sad. Oh, it makes me very sad. And then when they don't fill the coffee cups, that drives me insane. Oh, you can totally tell when they have an yeah. empty coffee put, cup. <laughs> put water in there. Put water so in anything. there. Anything. Like, you There's don't have no to waste reason. coffee. Yeah. yeah. It just is so, it just feels like they're lifting a feather. Like, they are, because so, they are. They're yeah. literally lifting a feather. I know. Uh, but no, that's the reason why food is uh, is an issue. But I mean, Pamela could have taken that coffee cup with her outside to see the, the cranberries. Doesn't she? No, she sets it down on the, the counter and goes and walks out with Don. Exit stage left. Very upsetting. Well, maybe she comes back in after. And has he, cold cappuccino? She maybe heats it up a little. In the microwave? No, Pamela wouldn't do that. She's not about that life. <laughs> Can we say these characters were kind of like the Chip and Joanna? Oh, 100% of, Chip and Joanna. Yeah, yeah, okay. You were getting that vibe. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, I think that's entirely who they were based on. I think Gabe was maybe not so much Chip as she was Joanna, but... Yes, yeah, I, I think so. I think so. So the only sort of technical... The only technical thing that sort of bothered me a little bit, um, and, and it's a very small thing, I'm very nitpicky about my camera work, Overall, the camera work was, was done very well. There happens, something happens in this film. So it's a very nitpicky kind of thing for me, but it's something that really bothers me, where the camera operator will move the camera slightly just to create movement. Instead of letting the scene sort of set up itself and breathe, they'll continuously move the camera because they feel like they need to. You see this a lot on more somber pieces like this because the scenes aren't very lively, you know, so they, they feel like they need to move the camera to create action. I'm, I'm telling you, Hallmark, you don't need to do that. Just let the scene breathe, let the actors do their thing. Little camera movements like that just take me out of it completely. And that was my, that was my big pet peeve. And this is that the camera moves a lot when it shouldn't. Hmm. I didn't notice that. I did. There was this one scene that I looked over at you, which we haven't talked about yet. I don't know if you were getting because it is closer towards the end, like right before the dance. It was a very unusual scene shot, but I think you liked it because I think we kind of briefly discussed it Mm -hmm. uh, where she's coming down the stairs. Oh, I love that scene. They show (laughs) her in the mirror and it's just like, the camera's just, it's a mirror shot right. of her coming down the stairs and him watching her. And it was very, like, artistic for mm-hmm. Hallmark, and I thought it was cool. Well, it's funny because Hallmark will oftentimes, they'll have one or two shots in a film that are set up, you know, with an artistic eye almost. Um, and that was one of them. The mirror scene was was done very well. Just, just great. You see his expression as he sees her coming down in the mirror. Just, it was really wonderful. It was, it was nice. Usually mirrors kind of indicate duplicity and a double nature. Um, I don't think that's what they're going for. <laughs> I think they're just like, oh, this is going to be a cool shot. Let's do it. And it worked. It worked out really well. Yeah. Any, any sort of little fun little takeaways from this film that you saw? Yes. My one fun takeaway was that Dawn's character makes homemade marshmallows. And I don't know that I've ever known anyone that has made their own marshmallows. I have not either. Uh, so, I picked up on that too. I'm like, homemade marshmallows? I, I almost Googled it. I, I'm going to Google it because I want to I wanna make them. I don't know if it's hard. It probably is. It's probably just sugar and egg whites, right? 
I know, but then to get them to be the perfect little pillowy <laughs> puffs and in that shape, I, I don't know. Have you made homemade marshmallows before? Do you have a good recipe? Let me know because I want to try that out. That sounded uh, intriguing to me. So let's talk about the inevitable Hallmark conflict. Okay. How how did you how did this one fare for you? It was fine. I mean, it wasn't you know it felt realistic. Um, you know, the conflict basically is her keeping the show she's offered a show from Pamela. Uh, for them to do a show in New York, and she keeps that a secret from Gabe because she's not going to do it, you know, for his sake, which you should never do uh, in a relationship. You should never give up on your dreams for your partner because you're just going to end up resenting them, I think. So when she turned down the the show, I was like, oh, this is a big mistake. This is a big mistake. Uh, so, you know, it was it was fine. It wasn't... It was it was believable. It wasn't ridiculous. There were, there were no missed cell phone messages kind of thing. So yeah, I thought it was it was done well. They kind of argue, they have a little spat, you know, that Pamela overhears and seeing Pamela's reaction to it just broke my heart too. I know. I was like, oh God. She probably feels responsible, but I also felt like she was like, oh, I want to listen to this. <laughs> Give me that tea. Yeah. Give me that but tea. But I, yes, you don't see, I mean, sometimes there are fights or whatever, but not this one just felt really believable, yeah. their discussion. So I totally bought the conflict. It obviously went with the whole theme of the movie of the them following their dreams mm-hmm. and not knowing how to navigate that in their relationship. So I thought it was believable because Dawn is feeling like there's kind of getting some semblance of their relationship back. So she doesn't want to ruin it and she feels like she can't, you know, follow her dream in order to do that. So I felt for her and and just the frustration of the situation for both of them. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really important to showcase that. And I thought it, w- it was done very well. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. I, I don't didn't have any issues. I mean, it was I was frustrated with her decision about giving it up, obviously, at the end. You know, Gabe comes up with a solution. Obviously. I didn't think they were going to... I thought they were just going to let no, it go. No, I knew. You knew? Yes. I mean, it It always works out in a Hallmark movie. Okay. Well, I, I thought they were going to let this one slide. So mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting Gabe to have figured out a solution. Great solution, though. Pamela's going to send up a crew and they're just going to film it there, which makes sense. Well, that's what I kept thinking. I'm like, why can't they just film it there? Yeah. Like, well, you were thinking like Gabe. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Uh, so everything works out in the end for them. And there's a cute scene where the mistletoe is at the, above them on the, they're like the rocking chair. And So that is a good ending. But the ending before that is where, you know, I'm a blubbering mess when they have the, where he basically reproposes to her. We can't uh, not talk about that scene. You want to bring that up, huh? <laughs> let's, get some, was, let's get some tissues somewhere. It was so amazing. He <sighs> shows up. It's, it's Christmas Eve. Yeah, night they're having dinner his parents show up mm-hmm. which i loved both of his parents i thought they were yeah, great, great. Yeah. that dad is also in miss christmas he's the dad in miss christmas which he, he wears those little sweaters he's just a great dad so the parents show up and then she's just like oh my gosh and then of course gabe is there and he pulls her outside on the porch and this is the scene that i was specifically thinking of that was really well lit because mm-hmm. it's nighttime and but they are lighting their faces with all of the lights that are on the house because of Christmas decorations. And I just thought it was beautiful. 
and they're in this little, you know, enclosed space on the porch. On the porch. And he says all of these wonderful things, and it kind of was like giving me some hair when Harry met Sally vibes because he's saying all the things that he loves about her that she like you know is a tries to be a meteorologist and all these cute little things and then we find out that the present that grandma gave him is in fact she finally gets a ring and they he designed the the twig and cranberry ring and I just I was I was a mess. I was just a crying mess, and it yep. was beautiful and touching. And look, I'm getting misty <laughs> just thinking about it again. Well, yeah, it was a beautiful scene. And then when she goes down, like he's on his knees, you know, proposing. And then she goes down on her knees too, and just, oh god. And then the little kid ruins it. <laughs> like, I, like I get it, Hallmark. Like they've already kissed. You don't need to have a kid. But like that was almost like a joke, like just to break. The it tension. was upsetting because they don't kiss after all of that, yeah. which was. I, that was my one complaint. I'm like, really? Come on. Come he just on. said all of these amazing things. He's reproposing to you. You guys are realizing that you know you can make this work together, and they want to be together, mm-hmm. and it was beautiful and touching. So there should have definitely been a it kiss. Should have been a kiss. But we get it at the end, end with the rocking chairs, which was also very sweet. Yeah, except he doesn't know how to cover her with a blanket. <laughs> She's like, oh, it's cold. He just like tosses a blanket at her. Like, I did, I did notice that. I was like, well, that doesn't really warm her that's, up. That's but not how a blanket works, Gabe. She just needs that. I'm sure that kiss warmed her up. I'm sure it did. Real nice. I'm so, sure it did. Um, no, it was, it was it was probably one of my favorite endings we've seen. I mean, I, I think that the twelfth date of Christmas, the rooftop, awesome. This this is up there. The the proposal ending, not the. Not the rocking chair ending, the proposal ending. I think yes. was one of my favorite favorite endings. So, yeah, it was it was something. Yeah, because he's crying, she's crying, I'm crying. We're all it crying. was just, <laughs> it was, it was great. So, would you, you know, thinking about this movie, you know, throughout the whole thing, would you actively seek this movie out again? Would you just put it on the background where you're decorating the tree, or would you never watch this movie again, ever? Well, this one's tricky because I loved it. It right. was fantastic, but we did talk about all of the sadness. Yeah. So I do think I would watch it again. I don't know that I would, you know, seek it out and go look for it on TV to watch it. But if I saw it was playing, I might sit down and watch some of the little moments that did make me happy. Mm-hmm. I would want to watch that proposal scene at the end again because that just i love that's just some true romance right there and i love seeing that so even though it makes me cry it's happy tears so <laughs> i'm okay with re-watching a happy tear moment like that i don't think i could watch this again not because it was a bad film just because it just made me feel sad yeah it was just i felt so many things and you know, a lot of times I'll watch these movies just to, you know, have a laugh or just to feel some Christmas joy. And I, I can't, I can't deal with the, the sad movies. It's not, not my cup of tea. Uh, He's not a drama man. I'm not a drama man. But I will say this was probably the best written Hallmark movie I've, I've seen. And the technical side of this film was just outstanding across the board. So yeah, this movie is great. But I cannot do it again. If you love these sort of Christmas movies with a little bit of sadness to them, even though there is a happy ending, uh, if you love these movies, give this one a shot because it is outstanding if you're into that that sort of thing. But for me, 
I can't I can't do it again. I can't go on that emotional roller coaster. I'm it's not, okay. I'm not ready for it. I won't make you. That's all right. <laughs> but yes, great, great, great film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, just a great, a great film. Uh, let us know what you guys think of it. You know, hit us up on all of our socials that we have. We're on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Twitter and and everything. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. We'll see you next week. Thanks.